0: another big problem i see amongst like people who come to me Is that they were like, oh, I need to grow my audience. Like how, what's your, you know, what is your best strategy to grow your audience? I'm like, look, if you cannot convert a hundred people, you're not going to convert 10,000 people, right? It's not the number, it's the quality, it's the intention behind it. And that is why it's so important for me to find my client's message, to really pull it out of them, because that's where the intention naturally sinks in with their message,
1: Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs. I'm here with Cindy. And Cindy is a brand and messaging strategist a copywriter helping women entrepreneurs grow and scale their brands with high impact messaging. Ever since she started her business, she's helped her clients replace their corporate income and quadruple their revenue just by tapping into their own stories to create compelling messaging and strategies that speak directly to their ideal clients. Cindy, welcome to the show.
0: Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait to share what I know with your amazing audience. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited that you're here too. So I've been following you on Instagram. I met you in basically a community called Entrepreneurista, and I'm so glad like to make these connections and like you know like see cool women such as yourself like killing it online and I really love like your messaging and your strategy so how
0: did you start oh my gosh the story of how I started is a bit of a lo- loads of twists and turns I started my business a year ago and I actually pivoted twice because each time, every single time I work with a client, I always like find a, a gap in the industry and I just kind of build on it again and again. So I first started off as a copywriter, and I had so many people come to me telling me that they had they hit a plateau in their sales. They want to increase their revenue, but they can't. They don't know how, they don't understand why. And so they always arrive at the conclusion that it's their copy that needs optimizing. And I was like, cool, let's get started. But once we started working together, I realized that the problem is not just your copy. The problem is your messaging strategy in general. And that was when I pivoted into messaging strategy because I realized that a lot of women, they have such amazing stories to tell. They have such amazing stories to tell, but they never share it. They either don't know how, or they were taught not to. They feel like it's not professional. They feel like their story is not good enough, and they don't know how to connect with the ideal clients in that way. And that was when I started working with them to build a messaging strategy that feels completely authentic to them while being really specifically targeted to their target audience. And then I found out that once they have the messaging strategy, not all of them have the skills to apply it. And I realized that, like sure, like we need to normalize the fact that a lot of people in this industry are not creative writers to begin with. Like in school, we're not really taught to write creatively. And so it's really hard to like tell your story online. Um, And so I am slowly pivoting now into teaching and into a hybrid offering that help women show and communicate themselves in like the most authentic way while being still like completely in line with a very strategic intentional approach so yeah, that is how I started, like loads of twists and turns, but we're here.
1: Amen. So, okay, tell us a little bit what that means to have like the messaging okay. strategy, because sometimes I feel like messaging and copywriting are kind of like the same thing. And so if I'm looking for something in my message or looking for, I would think I'm going to be looking for a copywriter. So what what is the difference and and what is messaging strategy? Like, take us through that.
0: 100%. And I and I love this question, because the last time we spoke, Linda, you, you mentioned one thing. And you mentioned that it's important to build an ecosystem where, you know, your audience can engage with you in a way that feels really good with them, because not everyone likes to be on, you know, every platform. And you said that, you know, being on multiple platforms is easy if you have one core central strategy, and that is effectively what a messaging strategy is. It is the strategy or, or, you know, some people call it marketing strategy, but it is that strategy to communicate your message in every single platform, you know, in every single platform that you will be present in to build that consistent brand. And I think what really separates a messaging strategist and a copywriter is what they do for you, you know, in terms of what service they provide. A copywriter would, you know, you would go to a copywriter and say, look, I need a sales page or I need a launch funnel or I need a website copy. And they'll produce that for you. Whereas a messaging strategy, this messaging strategist take a step backwards and kind of work with you on the step before your your copy. So it's sort of like a merge between a brand messaging and a brand strategy. So we really delve deep into helping you distill your core message, build your brand foundation, and then a copywriter can take the strategy away and start writing copy that resonates with you.
1: Okay. So what, what would be like the first step that someone would take with you? Like, do you look at their Instagram? Do you look like what's on their website? You know, what, what, how do you pull out their message from them? Right. Cause that's kind of hard to do. Like, what is the message that I'm trying to, I know that that was a little bit difficult for me and trying to figure out what is my message out here in the world. Right.
0: Oh my gosh, it is so hard to find your own message. Like I have to work with a messaging strategist for myself because you always need that objective eyeballs, right? It, like whether it's a friend, a partner or an actual expert, it's always good to have that second pair of eyes because, you know, you can't read the label of the bottle when you're inside the bottle. It's difficult.
1: So, Ooh. when I work
0: with yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I
1: love that. That's like right on par because we that's so true. So that's why that's why professional athletes get like, you know, they invest in a coach that shows them, you know, where they're faltering, because when you're in it, you can't see what they can see, maybe.
0: Right. Yeah, that's good. I'm nodding so hard right now because there's always gaps. There's always gaps that you would miss. And that is because you're just in too deep. You're in too deep. And it's always good to have someone else like point that out for you better if it's I mean, if, you know, they are specialize in that uh but one thing that we always work with with my clients one thing we always start with is to just hop on a call and have them brain dump the entire journey on me I do I was gonna ask
1: like what is what what do you mean by like their entire journey like the entire journey of what they take people through or you know
0: it's no I I literally tell ask them like it's like therapy my my clients tell me I'm like a therapist I'm like a life coach because I, I go back with them. And the reason why I do that is because, you know, a lot of, the, I think as online entrepreneurs, there are so many of us in this space, whether you're a brand designer, whether you are a life coach, a mindset coach, a business coach, there are so many of us. And the way we set ourselves apart is by owning our story. It is by owning our story and creating a a presence within our brand so that our clients can see themselves in us. So our clients, our ideal clients within our audience can see themselves within our brands. And so I would ask them, I would start by asking them, okay, why did you, you know, why did you start your business? Why did you choose a specific business? And then it would just kind of, I would just keep pulling in the thread, keep pulling and pulling and pulling. It's almost like the origin story. Like I like to say, you know, just go all the way back and tell me everything why 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 because I firmly believe that in every decisions we have to take we develop a unique perspective out of that because there's no two people in this world who have the exact same life experience and so that is that is how we build our uniqueness by owning you know our journey by owning our story and have that determined our you know our our brand story our ideal clients you know the people we are attracted to are often the ones who share the same values as us and how do we know who we're attracted to unless we know ourselves unless we know our core values what do we stand for those are the people who will stand with us, who will stand by us. And that is why I always like to start with just listening, just to, just listening to them.
1: I really like this because you hit on a couple of things. And I, and I feel like, you know, because I'm a brand strategist. I'm not necessarily, you know, in the copywriting, but I do a little bit of copy because I am also pulling people, you know, I have to know certain yeah. things and I have to have the design reflect kind of like where they want to go and who they want to attract. And one of the things that I see people miss and you've hit the, like the nail on the head is that you got to resonate with people, right? Like what do they see in ourselves, you know, in us that they see within themselves, because branding is really a kind of like an echo or kind of like not an echo, but kind of like, Hey, This is who I am, and I am going to amplify this message, right? You know, when they when they work with you, they're saying something about themselves to other people. Yeah, I worked with Cindy on this. And and when they look at you, when they look you up, they're like, Oh wow, she represents this, you know, boldness or you know, creativity, or you know, I'm saying like you are representing something. Yeah. And so when someone works with you, it's almost like they're saying something. It's almost like, okay, that's why branding is like, you know, brand gear is such a big deal. Sometimes I don't think it's anymore, but I remember when I was younger, but it it tells a story, right? And a lot of times that just branding gives us that creativeness on our uh, self-reflection, you know, for lack of lack of better terms, right? And like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I like, you know, what's up?
0: It's your identity. It is your identity. It's a projection of your identity.
1: I don't go as far as saying identity, (laughs) but I understand what you mean. I wouldn't I wouldn't say identity, you know, because I feel like that's a lot deeper. You know, identity, I feel like a lot deeper, but I do feel like it's it is a representation of your belief systems. You know, like this is what Mm -hmm. I believe in. This is like my core values, like you were saying with the core values. But I get what you mean with identity. I wouldn't say that, but that's too deep. (laughs) Yeah, that's like
0: deep. We gotta go
1: deeper in that. All right, let's break that one down.
0: (laughs) That's a whole other podcast episode for that. Maybe that is a whole other. Maybe if like a psychologist,
1: (laughs) right? Yes, let's go back to your childhood. So, how did you identify (laughs) now as a (laughs) seven-year-old. But let's go deeper into kind of like this um, messaging strategy. So you're pulling out these threads from people, right? And you're asking these questions because you want to get basically the descriptive words, right? What words are they using? How are they describing their message, right? I'm I'm just, I'm thinking that's probably what you're doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. Like pulling the, the words out from them and pulling their brand tones as well. Like those are definitely something that I would look out for, for sure. But more than anything, like we said, like it's the core values that represents our brand and that people resonate with. And by you know, hearing their story, I can pull out the core values through that. Because I think in this industry, we talk a lot about, you know, identifying your core values because that is what your ideal clients will want to know. But we don't really talk about how to identify your core values. So what happened is that a lot of people would just pick random words that sounded good and be like, yeah, I would love that to represent my brand. You know, when I first started, for sure, I was taught like, you know, just pick whatever that's important to you. And the words that I've chosen did not represent me at all. And it was there was a big gap between how I was showing up in person and what I included in my post and everything. So there was a huge gap. So instead, what I would like to do instead is to listen to their story and pull their core values from that. Because I think our journey is the best indication of what we value. It's like, okay, why did you start your business? There are so many reasons why people choose to start their business. Maybe they want to travel the world. Maybe they want to make more money. Maybe like you, you want to spend more time with your family, right? So, like, for example, like people choose the word freedom a lot. And that is such an amazing value to have. That is such an amazing value to have. But what does freedom mean to you? Freedom means so different. Freedom is so different for different people. Like for me, it would be freedom of time. Um, for you, maybe it's freedom to spend more time with your family. And for other people, it would be the freedom of location to travel the world. And these are such different values. And they... Resonate with very different people, so that is what I like to do when I when I listen to people's stories to really pull out what's important to them and use that as the foundation to build their strategy.
1: That's awesome because you got to have a foundation. Like I know people, a lot of people would think, you know, oh, she, you know, a mompreneur, you know, she cares a lot about time. Absolutely, I do, but that wasn't my core why. My my whole the reason why I started a business is actually based on failure. I felt like a failure. failure. I, you know, I went through a horrible divorce, you know, thank God I didn't have any kids, you know, in that divorce, you know, and you know, thank you, God. <laughs> but, you know, and then I didn't want to build my life thinking of myself as a failure And so I decided, yeah, I decided like, you know what, I want to pursue something that I've always wanted to pursue, which is like creativity, you know, art, design, like all of that and be my own business. I actually, when I was young, I watched this movie. You're probably way too young (laughs) to know (laughs) about this one. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know Michael J. Fox, but I remember when I was growing up, I saw this movie with Michael J Fox and I'm pretty much aging myself. But and he was like this regular it was I forgot the name of the movie, but when I find it, I'm I'm a posted in in this podcast show notes. But basically, he was like this regular person but went into business like corporate but off of just like his slickness, you know? And he started like yeah. doing his own business and all that and got really, like, he was like amazing, amazing talent. But he didn't start with having like this uh, tremendous background. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And at the time I was an artist, <laughs> you know? Like I would draw all the time. One of the schools I wanted to go to was called Full Sail. And, uh, but I, I didn't do that. I went, I took a left and went into the military, but, you know- I'll oh, did you actually? <laughs> oh my god, you know, well way, I want way less. <laughs> you wow. know, I know. And went into medicine because my dad was a marine, my mom was a nurse, and that's what I did. I did what my parents felt safe with. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And I did something just to appease my parents instead of doing what I wanted to do. Like yeah. what is it that you know? And I was a, a creative through and through. I wanted to do computer science. You know, I wanted to, you know, do something a, a lot different. I always loved web design and I did web design throughout my high school. I did Cisco networking. I would take apart a computer, put it back together with the, you know, like with the mainframe and all that. But all that to say is that when my when I hit my rock bottom, you know how they say there's nowhere else to go but up. So that's exactly what I did. I picked up the pieces. I picked up the pieces. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of doing what everybody else wants me to do. I'm going to go ahead and, and, you know, like you know how they say bet on yourself. Well, I bet on, I put, I I cashed in everything on God. I was like, God, you're going to have to do this because I can't do this. Yeah. But in that I decided to invest in myself and do what I thought was easy at the time. And it was hard work, but I was like, you know what, let me go for it. And I can tell my kids that they can go for it. And that is, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing. I know a lot of people, oh, your mom wanted more free time. Mm -hmm. Mine comes from, yes, having free time with them, but also letting them know that they can do what they want, you know, that they can go for it. You know, whatever dreams that they have, whatever aspirations that they have, because I had no one in my corner to be like, Linda, go for it. You know, and I want to be that person for my kids.
0: Yeah. See, this is the thing, like hearing your story, I can so easily tell what's important to you, you know, and this is what sets you apart from other moms, like, like easily we could assume that you started your business to because you want more time, but really you want to empower people more than anything. And that is like, you know, that is so clearly indicative of what your business stands for. And this story itself, like I can pull so many core values from that. It's amazing
1: that's awesome maybe I, maybe you know maybe you should take me through it let's go through it
0: no. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely like because that's the thing when you said like do, do I look through people's Instagram and more most more often than not I I try not to because it's it's hard it's hard to demonstrate your core values on you know static pictures on th- like 30 second reels it's difficult And more often than not, people also don't know what their core values are. So I tend not to go through Instagram first. Instead, I have them tell me the raw version, what really happened. And then I and our stories,
1: yeah. Our stories are so unique and so powerful. You know, we all go through, you know, like you were talking about origin story and and also the hero's journey, right? I feel like everyone has their hero's journey. And that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone has their hero's journey and everyone's st- story is so unique and that's one of the reasons why we have the podcast is because of just sitting down with amazing women like yourself that doing amazing things in the world like you're doing, Cindy, you know, and rocking it, right? Like great right at what you do, you know, impactful, you know. Yeah. And I love like how we're going into like this deep core on um, stories and storytelling because a lot of people are sh- afraid to share their story. You know, I I definitely was, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you have no idea how power, like a lot of people have no idea how powerful their story is. Like I worked with a client and not in terms of just like, you know, emotional connection, it could easily translate into hard cash sales, like very easily. I remember working with a client and she she came to me and she was like do you really want to hear my story like it's not as good as my competitors like there was a competitor that she was obsessed with and she was like it's just it's not as good as hers you know i don't have that many credentials i don't have a lot of publications i have a lot of failures i had a lot of twists and turns you know and i was like yeah look let's let's just tried it out you know like I know you're not super confident in it but let's try one reel and see let's let's see how it goes she posted one reel on her story of how she was a student a an immigrant and immediately someone bought her high ticket offer because yeah I we I spoke to that guy after like as a market research and I was like why did you buy that offer and he was like because i see myself in her if you change the name if you change the country her story is mine and that is wow. that is the, yeah yeah oh, like my I, I know he he's a poet I was like you just gave me like <laughs> an example i can use in a thousand content because he put it so perfectly change the name change the country and i can see myself in your story and that wow, is how that's
1: me. deep yeah,
0: yeah. That is how powerful it can be, and lots of people don't share their story because they're ashamed of their struggles. They think that okay, oh, yeah. if I don't make if I don't make hundred k in thirty days, my story is not worth sharing. No, the more struggles you have, you know, I'm not saying the better it is, but I'm saying that people can relate <laughs> to it. People can relate.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that that goes into like that resonance. So I was one day listening to a podcast, such as this one. So I was listening to a podcast and there was this person that was talking about resonance and what resonance does. So there was a a person talking about resonance and what resonance does. And basically they were talking about, if you take, um, you have two guitars and one of them, you strum the letter c the excuse not letter but you know the chord the c chord
0: (laughs) yeah
1: other guitar the c chord will also vibrate and that's called resonance wow i know i know right and it's you know how you know your vibes right how we are vibrate and all that right like we're vibing with people yeah (laughs) We're Yeah. we're vibing you know like can people catch your vibe right 100%. yeah and you touch someone's cords with your story right and have them resonate resonance man i love it yeah. so one of the things i say is like you got to build your arc so for what i tell people is like build your arc a awareness r resonance c credibility you build your arc in this entrepreneurial seas you got it yeah.
0: That's great. No, honestly, that is such a good one. And I I agree completely. You know, when you were talking about the vibe, I was like, yes, that is exactly what I've been trying to tell my clients because, you know, I don't want to get too woo-woo into it, but people talk about energetics a lot. And a lot of people are like, okay, stop. That is like, are are you in a cult or something? I'm like, no. You know, when you go in, sometimes when you go into like a nice restaurant, when you go into a nice bar, you feel different. You feel different and you would be like, okay, maybe it's the, 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 the scent of their, their room fragrance or something, but it doesn't matter. It's the vibe. It's the amazing vibe that they've got there. And that changed the state within you, you know? And I can bet that everyone in this world at some point or another, they would either feel pulled towards someone or repulsed by them,
1: you know? Oh, and- yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Like sometimes have you, have you not noticed in life, there's either people that bring out the best in you, just being around them, and they bring out the worst in you being around them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's just part of life. Yeah, 100%. And no, it really is. Like I, someone gave me this example once and that changed how I looked at it. So she was like, okay, imagine you're walking down, you know, a touristy destination and a random guy, someone you don't know just came up to you and just started being overly friendly. Would you not feel cautious, you know? Because and I was like, Yeah, of course, there are so many like scamming scammer stories, right? And she was like, But why he was being so nice. I'm like, and then I thought about it, and it's like, okay, it's not what he said, but the intention behind the words they use that you know push you away, or you know, the on the op- opposite end, there are people of like genuine authentic intention and who are just so full of passion. Those are sort the of people you gravitate to.
1: Amen. I mean, it's it's so true. You know, if we're if we're, I mean, there was this, I know now it's kind of famous, mm-hmm. but the guy that made did a lot of experimentation with water. Have you heard of oh, him? oh Yeah. I love
0: that. Yeah.
1: And not only it goes deep, man. It goes so yeah. deep. I'm gonna do a few deep drops over here. So, one, you know, what we say, I love okay. I'm gonna go a little bit deep. In the Bible, it says. The you know God you know went into this you know like the spirit of the deep, and he separated the waters from above and the waters from below, right? And so we're all kind of like, you know, our bodies. How much how much water is in our bodies? In the air, there's water in the air. Like, and they're talking about how how basically messaging can travel through water, like, and and the memory of water. Like like water has a memory
0: that's amazing. Right? Right. Wow.
1: So deep. But anyways, so the guy that did a whole bunch of like research with yeah. water, you know, he basically took two petri dishes, yeah, and spoke positive in one and spoke very negative in the other. You know, and there's also goes into like the the chord, you know, there's like a harmonic frequency that actually like abolishes sickness and there's yeah. actually horrible frequency called like devil's cord that kind of like you know goes with yeah. six right and these frequencies when they put it in sand it actually makes different shapes wow you know there's this, another guy that you know that experimented with sand and sound and frequencies and it makes different shapes you know and I like beautiful you know and ancient shapes like you know mm-hmm. all of the tapestries that we see in ancient and yeah so it's just how i don't know i thought it is so cool how sound and the intention that's what i believe it's like your intention is so powerful like i started doing like tapping into my intention and i would do like different like tests different messaging but i would like breathe and like make my intention clear and then write out the message yeah. and post it and i would write a message without checking with myself but almost the same looking message and it will get no comments but the one that i checked in with my intention and make sure i came from a really good intention had a whole bunch of comments so if you ever wonder like how some comments get more than others like and they look exactly the same right so it's because of intention
0: i i i love that because another big problem i see amongst like people who come to me is that they were like, oh, I need to grow my audience. Like how, what's your, you know, what is your best strategy to grow your audience? I'm like, look, if you cannot convert a hundred people, you're not going to convert 10,000 people, right? It's not the number, it's the quality, it's the intention behind it. And that is why it's so important for me to find my client's message, to really pull it out of them, because that's where the intention naturally sinks in with their message, a lot of people are copying what other people are saying. A lot of people are paraphrasing what other business owners are saying. And there's nothing wrong with getting inspiration because that's how knowledge is passed on. There is nothing wrong with that. But are you copying because you think it will work for you just because it worked for them? Or are you copying because you genuinely believe in it and you stand by it and it's, you know, it resonates with you? There's a huge difference. I love what you said about like, If you
1: haven't converted 100, what makes you think that you can convert 10,000? And that is absolutely true. So what would you say if there's someone, let's say they have like a really great email list, but there hasn't been any conversions. What would you say to them?
0: Okay. So if they've got a good amount of people on your email list and they haven't converted, I would say the first thing I would look at is the do you understand your target audience? Do you understand your target audience to the core? Or are you assuming that the problems you think they have is what they have, right? And there are many ways you can go about it. You can go about, you know, you you can get a better insight into your target audience by either straight up, straight up asking them, just put a poll somewhere or just ask them, via email. You can, you know, get introduce free calls, like free 15 minutes call, 20 minutes call. You don't have to do a lot of them, but they are amazing tools for market research. You can read about them, about your niche. There's always going to be articles, books out there relating to your target audience, or you could delve deep into your own experience, right? Because most of the time, the people we help are the ones who are like two three five steps behind us so definitely don't discount your own experience because your experience is what is likely what your target audience will relate to as well and what they've experienced so yeah i would start with like seeing whether they understand their target audience first and foremost and start talking about you know what they struggle with what they you know, what they want to achieve, but more than anything, start talking about your offer as the solution, as the bridge to their problems. It's the bridge between their problem and, you know, where they want to be, because that is the biggest problem I see. People talk about the pain points, people talk about the big dreams, but they don't talk about how their solution, how their offer is the bridge between the two points.
1: I love this and I like it so let's go deeper with that how can they do that how can they bridge that gap
0: yeah for sure so I would start by like writing out a very simple almost boring strategy system a very basic one a very very simple one I would have several columns I would have the pain points and within pain points I would you know draw two columns beneath them, break it up into long-term, short-term. Same thing for the goals, you know, the ideal client's goals, long-term goal, short-term goal. And then I would look at how this would affect their lives on a day-to-day basis. You know, what is the day-to-day manifestation of the problems, right? Like, for example, if you are a OBM, your clients might be running around like a headless chicken, trying to find her keys, trying to get her kids in the car, but Also, trying to get all her systems sorted out, trying to send that last invoice. You know, these are small details that your clients can really resonate to because they'll be, they'll look at your content and be like, oh, oh, no, that is me. (laughs) Yeah, I did forget. (laughs) I mean, you
1: hit me with looking for the keys and trying to get the keys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's just small moments like that, you know. And, and again, look back into your life. Sometimes you might have forgotten your keys. And don't think for a second that you're the only one <laughs> who has ever forgotten their keys in the history of all entrepreneurs, because there are definitely a lot out there. So talk to these little moments, right? So once you ident- yeah, once you identify this and then identify their um their long their desires, their short-term, long-term desire. So they want to go from messy to organized. Okay, how does your offer bridge that? How can you get them from messy? How can you to organize? Like that is the bridge that you have to build. And it's not just one bridge. There could be many bridges depending on what you offer.
1: No, I I mean, you're, you know, making my wheels turn because I think that is definitely, sometimes we don't know how to articulate our offers, right? To our ideal clients and customers that are following us. And it's like, how can I make that bridge and say, hey, this is what you need. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I I think that's really cool. So what's the next step?
0: yeah i think you know setting the foundation is so important like people are often too intimidated to do this they're like okay let's just jump to the big picture what is that one bridge i have what is that one thing you know that i have to be known for what is that one big thing but no just break it down step by step let's let's make a list and that this is the slightly unsexy work that is so important to build that foundation. But once you have that foundation, start talking about it consistently. You know, continuously, consistently nail it in the head. Because even building- if it
1: sounds salesy, huh? Even if you're coming across salesy. So you would
0: oh okay. No, that salesy part is is another thing because this is this is what I love. Like I I think that you know a lot of people struggle with sales because they are afraid of their coming across as too salesy but there are so many ways and it is a skill that can be learned it's a skill that can be picked up you know and it's it's the art of like showing and guiding your audience from point a to point b to point w you know towards the very end and the way you do this and the way i like to do this is to introduce a very subtle change within the whole selling experience you know like for example i i sometimes get from time to time i get like people pitching to me in the dms right it's a very common experience but one thing i always notice is that they always go from like here's your pain point here's my solution do you want to sign up and i'm like no that is not <laughs> that is not how you do it that is not how you do it you want to tell you you want to tell a story with your whole thing you know it's not just pain point solution that's it you know i like to start with the pain point because that is what attracts their attention but i wouldn't linger i wouldn't linger at the pain point i would just tell them the pain point to show them i understand i understand what you're going through and then I would maybe tell a quick story if you have one, you know, how, why, why do you know of this pain point? Have you gone through it yourself? And then I would slowly introduce a belief shift. And this is what people tend to miss out on, on a lot, is the belief shift. It's the, it's, the, it's the fact that your audience is currently on one solution and that is not working out for them for a reason. You know, they think they need this, when in reality they need that. And I think that is the best way to add value. That is the best way to transition them slowly without being salesy. That is the way to educate them and to hold your hands through by showing them that whatever they are going for right now is not working for a reason, whatever that reason is, and then introduce your solution and then close the deal. So, that is the whole journey that I would go through. So, to summarize, just problem, belief shift, the solution, and then your offer.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, first build the foundation. What are our core values? Right. Then go into setting our intention. Right. Yeah. What is the intention behind the message? Yeah. You know, why are we even speaking out this message? Right. Then is getting crystal clear mm-hmm. on our target audience yeah figuring out what they need
0: yeah I love how you're you're summarizing it so clearly (laughs) I feel like I've been going on I love this okay you are right yes getting crystal clear from your target audience
1: getting crystal clear and then identifying like their pain point and bridging that gap with your solution that's it wow and i love how we pretty much because i was like shoot i want to take some notes so we do first so <laughs> let's break it down briefly on how we can bridge that gap mm-hmm. so we have a sheet of paper and we're yeah. writing what pain point first
0: mm-hmm.
1: pain point point. and yeah. then we do two columns long term and short term pain mm-hmm. points mm-hmm. is that what we're doing yeah okay and then from the long term and short term pain points we do two other columns on each of them?
0: Yeah, so that is their goals. Goals, okay. Yeah, Their desires, their goals, and your solution would be in the middle.
1: Okay, so you got to sandwich that. Boom. Yeah. And then when you're doing that, you'll have almost like an upside-down tree, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, or roots. You're pretty much pulling, putting down roots, and then. You're putting down roots, yeah. so then you can... You know your business can grow and actually form new leaves right
0: yeah and i would say that is the foundation of it for sure that is the foundation of it and as you grow as you get more comfortable as you get you know, to know your target audience even deeper you can start introducing different pieces like what are the objections they would have mm. what are the you know what are the current problems i mean sorry the current solution they're opting for like an example i gave earlier was that you know my audience think they need 10,000 people in their audience when in reality they need a proper messaging you know but if you're yes. talking about someone who has got zero sales i would focus on the problem the solution the desire bridge that gap and then like you said set the roots and then grow from there
1: the reason why i ask that question is because i've actually met entrepreneurs that have sat with courses. I'm sat with, you know, that acquired the digital dust, you know, that never <laughs> got a single sale. And I said, you know what? Why don't we try something else? <laughs> i said that because like, that's not, that's not hitting, you know, where where you need to be. But I do like, like maybe a tweak needs to be changed, right? And I feel like this is that tweak you're saying, like, okay, before, we actually dump this idea, right? Mm -hmm. Before you dump that idea, let's get crystal clear, right? Let's get crystal clear on what your target audience is. Let's get crystal clear on the pain points and let's get crystal clear on what that bridge looks like. I love that, I love the bridge, you know? Like, let's fortify that bridge, right? Like, you know, I'm looking at that and I'm like, shoot, it's basically, you're taking them from point A to point B, and I will always think about it as in a car, But now I love the fact that before you can take them across the bridge through the car, you need to build the bridge. So I feel like your messaging is that bridge for the vehicle to pass through. Because even you can have a car, right? You can, yeah, right? But if the road is not paved, no one's gonna get in the car. That's the solution, right? I gotta get to point A to point B. Here's the car, but no one sees the road. No one sees the bridge.
0: I love that. If I were to build on that analogy, I would say, you know, the car would be all the extra pieces that you can add on later, the objections they might have, the potential, you know, overcoming objections and all the uh, current solutions, the switch and everything. There's a whole toolbox they can use. But like you said, you have to start building that road first.
1: Yeah. And like, what type of car is it? Right? Is it a Mercedes? Is it a Ferrari? (laughs) <laughs> is it a race car? Is it a family van? I love no. that. <laughs> Right, That's when branding comes, it's your branding. <laughs> exactly. Right.
0: No, your branding, I, you know what? I, I, I feel like branding is another, such an interesting topic to think about because in, in branding, you would also have to set the foundation by understanding your target audience, right? Like what sort of, yeah, yeah what sort of look they would go for what sort of like, do you want to represent? Do you want to represent in exactly. your exactly?
1: What do you want to represent? That's, exactly. I, mean. I think a lot of people don't, I see a lot of websites, man. I'm like, what are you representing? <laughs> 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 like, is so- someone going to be excited to work with you with this website? <laughs> oh. and, and, and I know there's some people like bashing websites, but I am sorry to say that is one of your best like assets as a website, it's almost like your own employee. It works for you 24-7, gets minimal pay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And and I I don't know if you'll agree with this, but there's one thing I have to say, though. If you are making no sales, I would check in on how focused you are with your consistency if your messaging and your branding. Like, for example, if you were going to go around picking, you know, looking at very different accounts and be like, oh, I like that. I'm going to take that. Oh, I like this. I'm going to take that. How focused is that? It's like, it's like with your branding, right? If your colors are green, but one day you saw someone with this shade of purple that you love, are you just going to, like, I'll add that in? With the
1: green and the purple?
0: I've I seen love. websites like that. Oh, God. fine <laughs> <With the blind laughs> green you know, I mean, green and purple. No wow! Did you just like yeah, shut up your laptop? That's enough yeah, for today. There is
1: nothing wrong with it. Yeah, there is nothing wrong with it. But you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> no. how you do it? Yeah, n- n- like stay consistent, stay focused, because you don't want to be sending mixed messaging out.
1: Yeah, when you c- when you confuse people, you lose people. That's what I like to say. Exactly. You know, you're completely right. Easy you're peasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you confused That's it. You lost. You lost. That's why followers drop off because you, you know. Yeah. All of the drop off really is because either you're getting really clear and you're targeting the people that you're with, or you're confusing, the you're you're just confusing them and they're just like, I got to hop off. This is too confusing. My mind is going into some fatigue, you know, and all that. I absolutely. I feel like we can go deeper, but I know our time is limited. Cindy, where can people find you?
0: Oh my gosh, I, I could go on forever. I love that. Um, but they can find me on Instagram at by Cindy or on my website bycindy.com. Um, and yeah, I do have masterclasses, free resources coming up. So definitely check them out. I will be talking more about building the skill to, you know, create copy and content that really resonates with you while at the same time speak directly to your audience. So there will be more resources on that. And yeah, thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindabendable.com, sign up for the blog Cure, which is an awesome awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level. And join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.